The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, the Reverend Galen McDowell. I am the executive minister, senior assistant minister, and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. I'm in the midst of a series where I'm teaching The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And as I've stated before, I'm taking my time teaching it because I want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to really sit with this book for a while. Now, I'm up to chapter seven now, and I'm going to cover chapter seven today. I'm not going to have multiple chapters, I mean, episodes of this particular chapter, because I think I can cover what I need to cover in the time frame. Chapter seven is, it is my intention to respect myself at all times. Again, chapter seven is, it is my intention to respect myself at all times. And he quotes Mark Twain at the beginning of the book who wrote, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval, which I totally agree with, because if you're not comfortable with yourself, you're not really comfortable with the world. You're not comfortable with the, with the experiences around you. You're not comfortable with the relationships you have. You have to have your own sense of self-worth and self-value to be able to go forward in life in a productive way. If not, no matter what you accomplish, it's never enough because it's empty because your self-value and self-worth have to be determined by your own inner belief system and your own spiritual wholeness, from my perspective, at least. All right. So Wayne Dyer wrote this book, wrote in his book on page 133. You are a piece of that universal mind of creation, and you must see God inside of you and view yourself as a divine creation in order to access the power of intention in your life. Now, this is key. Now, one of the things that I often tell people is that there's something radically right about you. And I often use that statement because from the new thought perspective, and even though Wayne Dyer didn't identify as new thought, he read all new thought books. He published his books under uh, Louise Hay, who was a religious science, science of mind teacher. We, in New Thought, we start with what's right with a person. That we're spiritual beings living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. That there is an inner spiritual wholeness within every human being. And that inner wholeness is called the I am, the Christ, the God's perfect pattern the image likeness, whatever term you want to use. But you are the self-expression of the one presence and one power that we call God. You are an individualized expression of the one presence and one power that we call God. And that understanding allows you to be able to build your self-image, not based upon what you have or what you don't have, but based upon your inner spiritual worth and wholeness, that there's something whole in me the real me, the me that I can't see in the mirror, the me that I can't detect with my five senses is the true, authentic, spiritual me. And the true, authentic, spiritual me is perfect, whole, and complete. Right here, right now. It's perfect, whole, and complete when I don't have a dime in my pocket. 
It's perfect, whole, and complete even if I'm in a hospital. It's perfect, whole, and complete when the relationship break down, breaks down. It's perfect, whole, and complete whether I'm employed or unemployed. It's perfect, whole, and complete whether, you're, whether your business is successful or right now struggling. Perfect, whole, and complete. That is the truth of your spiritual nature, the authentic, true, real you. And that's the part that builds your self-image. Because when you start to recognize that there's an inner wholeness within you, then it allows you to navigate life differently because you're not being swayed by the opinions of the world, the opinions of people, what's being said on social media, what's being said um, in your family or friend circles. You recognize that whether it's their praise or their ridicule or their indifference, or their anger and frustration, or their celebration. None of that has anything to do with the true spiritual you. All those things are temporary. The true spiritual you is absolute. It's perfect, whole, and complete all the time. All right. So he goes on to write. Contemplate the enormity of what you're reading. You are a piece of God. You are a living, breathing creation that emanated from the universal mind of the all-creating source. You and God are the same thing. I can remember when I first came to Christ Universal Temple and I heard the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman say, all that God is, I am. And I remember it paused me like, whoa, what did she just say? All that God is, I am. And then she said, all that God is, you are. Now, the question is, what do I believe about myself? And what do I believe about other people? This is one of the reasons why people walk around saying, namaste, namaste, which means I salute the divinity within you. The old school way of saying it was numaskar which we used to say in many new thought circles, including CUT, which still means I salute the divinity within you, but we would twist it to mean I behold the Christ in you. The idea is that God's divinity resides within you. God's wholeness resides within you. If God is life, love, wisdom, power, substance, just as an example, so are you at the spiritual level. One wave of the ocean has all the properties of the ocean. So if you t- if you remove a wave from the ocean, the wave is the ocean expressing itself as a wave. It has all of the same quality. You are God expressing itself as you. It's allowed at the land. I am God. Expressing myself, expressing itself as me, not me, the personality, not the me who who likes certain type of foods and don't like other type of food, not the me that likes certain type of TV shows and not other type of TV shows, not me that likes a certain type of fashion versus another fashion, not even me that's one religion or another, the spiritual me, the perfect pattern. Remember. You are spirit, soul, body. Spirit is God's idea of itself. Spirit is God individualized as you. 
soul is your total consciousness, your entire mind, your awareness of being that has the superconscious mind, the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind, and your body. And the body is the vehicle of expression for the spirit and soul. So you're not just body, and you're not just a mentality or a consciousness. You are spirit. You are spirit. Perfect, whole, and complete. Regardless of what's going on in your life, you're perfect, whole, and complete. All right. So he wrote, it's important to remember that every single moment of your life, you have the choice to either be a host to God or a hostage to your own, to your ego. So one of the things that we have to be mindful of is it's the human ego. It's the human way of being. And when I, that's based upon the lower level concepts of the human personality that makes us believe that we're separate from God. We never can be separate from God. We can have a sense of separation from God, but we're not separate. He wrote it this way. When you attempt to live by the low level standards of your ego, you're a hostage to that very same ego. Don't dip. Rise above. Then he wrote. Your ego's belief that you are separate from everyone, separate from what's missing in your life and most egregiously separate from God, further hampers your ability to live up to the intention of respecting yourself. So I to tell my students in the Johnny Coleman Institute that you don't have to devalue yourself to promote Jesus. Now, why would I say it? I would say it because, you know, in the, in the fundamentalist and concepts of Christianity and Catholicism, they have a right to their beliefs. I'm just pointing out a distinction and a disagreement. Many times, humanity is devalued to promote Jesus. And I'm saying that you can you couldn't demote Jesus if you wanted to. So stop demoting yourself. By, pra by praising the inner wholeness within you, not your ego, the inner wholeness within you, you're not demoting Jesus or anybody else based upon your religious beliefs. I'm just using the context of my world. Because once you get that Jesus can be divine and you can be divine, and the difference between you and Jesus is not origin or divinity, but consciousness, now the game changes. The only difference between you and Jesus is consciousness, is awareness of being. He was way more aware, as we understand it, based upon what's the records that have been left, of his divinity than we are. Therefore, he was able to do more. But he said, or what he is attributed to saying in the Gospel of John, these works I do, you can do, and even greater works. But have we even contemplated the works? Just think about that. Have we even contemplated the works? Let alone the greater works. Moving on. 
He wrote, page 134, being a host of God means always seeing your authentic connection to your source. So no matter what you're going through, I'm one with God. No, I'm one with the source of my supply. God is the source of my supply. God is the health in my body. God is the peace of my soul. Am I saying that's always easy? No. Everyone gets frustrated sometimes. Everyone gets afraid sometimes. Everyone gets anxious at times. The question is, how quickly can you recalibrate back to your truth? And not just your truth, the truth. But it's your truth when you personalize. How quickly can you get back to truth? Okay, I get you're mad, you're frustrated. Sometimes the energy of the anger, the frustration, the anxiety, the fear might be riding you for a few days. But if you just continue to not give in to it and pull your attention back to one presence, one power, and, and you know, you get that book and you read it and you contemplate and you pray about what you read and you visualize your good and you start to speak the word for yourself. Even while you're going through the pain, emotional pain, the frustration, it's still necessary to just continue to stay, keep your mind stayed on the spiritual principles. Keep your mind stayed on your spiritual wholeness. Keep your mind stayed on the wholeness of the presence of God in the situation that even when it doesn't seem like it, divine order is established. And when you can see it, when you can know it for yourself, when you can understand it for yourself, it can demonstrate in your life. Why? As Emmett Fox wrote, there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. So he went on to write 135, the energy of intention and self-respect. He wrote, recall that everything in the universe is energy, which moves at various frequencies. The higher the frequency, the closer you are to spiritual energy. In the lower frequencies, you find shortages and problems. Intention itself is a unified energy field that intends everything into existence. The field is home to the laws of nature and the inner domain of every human being. This is the field of all possibilities and is yours by virtue of your existence. So why should you be blessed? Because you were born. Why should you have breakthroughs? Because of your divine origin. But you have to prove who you are. And when I mean prove who you are, that means in through your own mind, you have to accept your own divinity and you have to think and feel and believe and speak and act and react like you are a divine being. Reverend Coleman used to say, think like a God. Now, I know that, like, how do I think like a God? What she was basically saying is you have to think as if it's already done. Think like a God is found in Mark 11, 24, when Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. Hmm. Think like a God is, um, if, if you say to this mountain, be, ca uh, be cast in the, uh, into the sea, be removed and cast into the sea and do uh, have faith and don't doubt in your heart, it shall be moved. Jesus didn't say pray 
for strength to deal with obstacles. He said, pray to tell the mountain. He said, pray and tell the mountain to move. We struggle with stuff when Jesus is telling us, was telling us, tell it to keep it moving. All right. So he said, having a belief system that denies your connection to intention is the only way you are unable to access the power of intention from the infinite field. Now, what I would say is you're always working divine law. You're just working it at your level. That's my perspective of it. There's no such thing as not working divine law or universal law. There's only results. And the higher you go in consciousness, the higher you, your results and the quicker your results. Because some people at low levels of consciousness want a thing, but until they start to rise in consciousness and start to develop some level of higher spiritual understanding and awareness, many times it's difficult for them to connect the dots in a way that allows the demonstration to happen. Now, here's, here's something that's radical. All demonstrations are potentially instant. The time that it takes to produce a thing is totally dependent on our understanding and how we can function at this level of, of our human existence. Is it possible to manifest something immediately? I believe so. I believe people who've been healed immediately means that anybody can be healed instantly. People have had revivals, prayers, and whatever, regardless of the religious institutional belief, the belief that God's wholeness was possible and they were able to accept it meant that there have been people who have received instant healing. Spontaneous remission. Instant transformation of diseased cells into healthy cells. Now, if anyone has ever been healed through prayer, through meditation, through uh, praise and worship, through the study of spiritual principle, any of those methods, if anyone has ever been healed through spiritual and mental means, it's possible for everybody. If anybody has ever prospered, and became financially free through spiritual principles, through the understanding of the presence of God, through the development of their consciousness. If it has happened to anyone ever, it's possible for you. Just allow that to land. It's possible for me. It's possible. It's possible. All right. He also talks about how if you don't, in this book, if you don't feel worthy, you that's the signature that you're radiating out to the universe and you have to get that back. So all feelings of unworthiness or you don't deserve or who are you actually interfere with your blessing. All right. Uh, he wrote it this way on page 136. The law of attraction attracts disrespect when you're affirming that you're unworthy of being respected. Mm. When you feel as though you're unworthy, 
it sets up a whole bunch of other things. So he wrote, the antidote to this dreary picture is to make an internal commitment to respect yourself and feel worthy of all that the universe has to offer. If anyone is entitled to success and happiness, everyone is, because everyone is always connected to intention. Simply put, disrespecting yourself is not only disrespecting one of God's greatest creation, it's disrespecting God. How dare you talk badly about God's creation? How dare you talk badly or poorly about God's image likeness called you? It's something to think about. So then he wrote, and you know what? I'm going to take a moment to do a quick commercial real fast. Let me do this quick commercial. First thing is on September 21st, I'm starting up a new 12-week class in the Johnny Coleman Institute, but you need to register uh, as soon as possible so I can make sure. I know this podcast will be broadcasted on the 14th, so it'll give you a few days to get yourself together. If you, uh, I'm teaching the class, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity the dynamic laws of prosperity for 12 weeks and it's exceptionally affordable. You know, you, if you register by the 18th of September, it's a $20 registration. If not, it's an extra $5 late fee. And I'll take a love offering in every class, the class online via zoom through the Johnny Coleman Institute. <clears throat> you can go to Christ universal temples website, which is www.cu. Temple, C, the letter C, the letter, the letter C, the letter U, the word temple, cutemple.org. If you go there and you go to the classes tab, uh, you'll see the Johnny Coleman Institute classes. You can follow the directions and sign up for my class again. You can get me teaching you the dynamic laws of prosperity for 12 weeks on Zoom. Answering your questions, me giving you homework, me giving you assignments, me giving you the tools that will help you in a more direct way, demonstrate the prosperity that you desire. So if you think, let me not say think, I know that if you've been following this podcast a long time, I know you know the value of what that means. So if you feel as though time is an issue, if you make a way, if you make the decision, God will make a way. Sometimes things aren't always the easiest. I've had people listen to my to my uh, sign up for my class that were in other countries in Europe, or they were on different timelines like Hawaii, and they still figured it out. If it's something you want, if it's something that will give you, help you get your breakthroughs, then make the decision and let God make the way. Even if for some reason you can't make all the classes, get what you can so you can get your blessings. Again, it's based upon the book, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder who was one of the most prominent teachers of prosperity in the New Thought Movement. She is considered one of the queens of teaching prosperity. She was a classmate, actually, of Reverend of the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. They were actually ordained together. I actually have the picture, which is a side note. So if you go to cutemple.org, sign up for the classes, and you'll get everything you need and order the book. You can order the book and do what you got to do so we can rock and roll. The other thing that I wanted to let you know in this commercial is, um, as you all know, this this show used to be on Unity Online Radio. Now it's on MindBodySpirit.fm, but many of you all listen to it in 
on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spitcher, Podbean, and other podcast apps. What I, my request is that you go to mindbodyspirit.fm, click on, find my page, click on it, save it in your phone. Then, you know, you know, maybe once a day, just click on it, open it. I want Google to put my podcast back to number one. When I was on Unity Online Radio, because I've been on for 10 years, every the moment you put in True Transforms, I came up with the first several things. Now I'm not number one anymore, and I want to be number one. So if you can do that, what it'll do is it'll drive my, my uh, uh, Google impressions, however they do it with the algorithm. If everybody that's listening to my podcast just goes to mindbodyspirit.fm, they find my page, click on it, save it on your phone, and just once a day, just click on it, open it up, and just do this for you know maybe 60 days, 90 days. It'll put me right back at the top. So when people are looking for my podcast and they don't remember anything else about going to mindbodyspirit.fm and they don't remember about going to all of the podcast apps, they can Google Truth Transforms and I'll pop up as number one like I did for the previous 10 years. I'm, this is my request. I don't ask much of you. I don't ask other than to, to be in integrity with the messages that I'm presenting to you. But I am asking you to do this because I want to make sure that um, the material is right in front of people. And yes, I do like being number one. Is that an ego move? Possibly. But I believe that I'm doing good work and it's worthy of being number one on Google if you Google True Transform. All right. So with that, um, let me take a quick uh, break and I'll be right back with True Transform. Welcome back to True Transforms. Now that I got that out of the way, and don't forget, make sure you sign up for my class. Don't wait. Even if you have to pause this podcast and go to the Christ Universal Temple uh, website and sign up for my class, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, and then finish listening, then do it. I want to make sure that I have the biggest class I've ever had before on Zoom. And if you know people that could benefit from the class, tell them about it. Matter of fact, the enrollment, the registration enrollment is so inexpensive. If they say yes, register them for the class as well. See a $20 registration into somebody else's life. See five $20 registrations into somebody else's life so they can get the benefit of breakthrough teachings that can transform their lives for the better. When we can express more of God's abundance, we can do more of what God is guiding us to do in the world. All right. 
Back to page 137. What you think of yourself is what you think of the world. And he wrote a powerful question. How do you see the world you live in? Because you can only see the world as you are. He wrote, if your thoughts reflect a pessimistic view of the world, then that's actually how you feel about yourself. If your thoughts reflect an optimistic view of the world, then that's how you feel about your life. Whatever attitude you have about the world in general is a good indicator of the respect you have for your abilities to intend into this world what you desire. Pessimism strongly suggests that you don't subscribe to the idea that you can access the power of intention to help you create your own blissful reality. Then he tells a story about a grandfather talking after the events of 9-11. And he wrote, the, the grandfather said to his grandson, I have two wolves barking inside of me. The first wolf is filled with anger, hatred, bitterness, and mostly revenge. The second wolf inside of me is filled with love, kindness, compassion, and mostly forgiveness. Which wolf do you think will win? The young boy inquired. The grandfather responded, whichever one I feed. What are you feeding inside of yourself right now? All right. So let me just be clear. Before you can set anything right, you have to see it right. Matter of fact, Eric, Butter, Eric Butterworth stated that your job isn't to see the uh, set the world right, it's to see it rightly. And I believe seeing it rightly is the first step to taking the actions that are necessary at times to set things right. But you have to see it right. And I'm a big believer that even though the world has its own inherent growth opportunities that we call problems, you can determine how you will engage the world from a high spiritual consciousness or from a low level consciousness. You get to decide to deal with life's growth opportunities from a consciousness of faith and love and wisdom and understanding and abundance or fear, anxiety, frustration, and doubt. You can be optimistic or you can be pessimistic. And I know some people are like, well, positive thinking won't change anything. Positive thinking hasn't hurt anybody. Delusional thinking hurts people. Now, the difference between positive thinking and delusional thinking is simply this. Delusional thinking is putting your head into a hole like an ostrich and pretending like, okay, I don't have to deal with what's in front of me. Well, but what's in the way is the way. The question is this. Can I face facts with truth? Can I face facts with truth? I'm not saying that the facts don't exist. I'm saying that truth is the one presence and one power that we call God. And if I understand truth, I can transform facts. I can change facts. All right. Then he wrote, if it's important that you recognize that your entire worldview is based on how much respect you have for yourself, how you see other people, how you see opportunities, how you see breakdown, how you see life is all about what's going on in your own head. That's why Emmett Fox wrote, life 
is consciousness. And this is why I tell people, you can't outperform your own consciousness. You have to ride. That's why changing the changing of the mind is everything. This is why I have stenciled in my office, on my wall, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So every time I walk into my office or anybody else walks into my office, they know this is what I'm about. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. You're only transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right. Then he talks about the self and self-respect. All right. That's recognizing that the self and self-respect, from my perspective, is the higher spiritual self. And he wrote that, I love this on page 140. If you've allowed any of those lower, lower negative thoughts and opinions directed your way to become the basis of your self-portrait, you're asking the universal mind to do the same. That's something to think about. What I am putting my attention on and giving my interest to I'm telling universal law, divine law, to give me more of. So we have to stop judging ourselves, beating ourselves up. That doesn't mean you don't evaluate your life, but you don't have to devalue your life or, or yourself. He quoted General Jampolsky, who wrote, when I'm able to resist the temptation to judge others, I can see them as teachers of forgiveness in my life reminding me that I can only have peace of mind when I forgive rather than judge. So he, he gave some steps about how do you make intention your reality. I'll just give them to you. And you can do more of a drill down on these in your own contemplative reading because one of the requests I did make of this series, like I make with all the series when I'm teaching a book, is that you get the book. That you get the book and do the, your own inner work. So the first one in step one in making your intention, your reality is look into a mirror, make eye contact with yourself and say, I love me as many times as possible during your day. Just getting used to saying, I love me and just looking, I love me. I love me and not breaking your gaze. I love me. I love me. I love me. Now, one of the things I have people do is I have them look up the, uh, I behold the Christ in you. Prayer poem from Unity. I forgot the name person who wrote it, but I know the words start off with, I behold the Christ in you and you, the light of God, I see. I behold the Christ in you. I can see you something, something. I behold the Christ. But anyway, I behold the Christ in you. It's going to be bothering me and you, the light of God, I see it. I behold the Christ in you. I can see you something and it's free. Anyway, so I would have people take, put their names at the beginning of the poem and say Galen. Look in the mirror and say to yourself every morning, every evening, Galen, I behold the Christ in you and you the light of God I see. And finish the poem all the way through. Every time there was a break in the poem, have them say their names again. And not in their minds, not in their thoughts. This has to be audible. You, your ears need to hear you say, 
I behold the Christ in you, or I love you, or you deserve the best. Number two, write the following affirmation and repeat it over and over again to yourself. Again, this is not in your head, audible. I am whole and perfect as I was created. I am whole and perfect as I was created. Again, this is building up respect of yourself by building up your self-image based upon your spiritual nature. Step three, extend more respect to others and to all life. Again, this is why you have to just give yourself out. One of the ways in which I did it is, you know, living in a large metropolitan area like the Chicagoland area, there's a lot of people who drive crazy. So to shift my consciousness around when I used to get angry when people used to drive so recklessly around me is I started saying literally every time it would happen, God bless them. If they knew better, they would do better. And that was what I would say audibly. A person driving crazy and, and I wanted to emotionally have an outburst. I would say, God bless them. If they knew better, they'd do better. God bless them. And then I would say, and then I would, you know, then it went from God bless them. I, if they knew better, they'd do better to I blessed them on their way. And I did that. So hopefully they wouldn't harm anybody else with their reckless drive. It got to the point to where people can, can basically be having accidents all around me. And I'm suddenly like, peace be still. I can never forget. I was in a car one day. And I had several people with me, uh, my ex-wife and my daughter. She was a baby and one of my best friends. And a car started to spin out, driving recklessly, started spinning behind me. And I was calm and driving recklessly and then spin out and ran into the, uh, the, the, um, the wall on the highway. And I, would, and I never broke stride. I was just as calm. And, because I had trained myself not to react that way in a way that wasn't beneficial. Stay in the consciousness. Stay in the consciousness. That don't mean you won't slip, but again, how quickly can you get back to truth? Number four, affirm to yourself and all others that you meet, I belong. I belong. In other words, I belong here. I belong here. I like to say it differently, but he says I belong, so I'm teaching it the way he teaches it. I always tell people, I'm here by right of consciousness. You can't, you can't remove me from what I've earned by right of consciousness. My consciousness opened these doors. My consciousness put me here. Therefore, I'm going to be here as long as I want to be here until I move on to upper and better. Step five, remind yourself that you're never alone. This is a key one because it's easy to, when you're trying to figure out how to make life work, it's easy to think in this vast universe and 8 billion people on the planet that you don't have help, but the help is internal. But we have to learn how to be still enough to be able to tap into that inner wisdom and peace. Number six, respect your body. Treat your body right. You know, I have multiple ways in which I take care of my body. I can still even do better. I have a yoga class. I have a martial art class. I get massages once a month. I have a gym membership. Go work, 
do the workout with the weights and work on the treadmill. Now, those are a lot of investment. But here's the thing. How much money will I spend if my body doesn't feel right? So paying for that massage or paying for that cheap gym membership or paying to go, you know, do martial kung fu and karate or going to a yoga class to do some twists and some stretches. If it keeps my body flexible, guess what? It keeps my body strong and I'm getting my heart rate up and I'm using my muscles. Guess what? I'm respecting my body. I'm respecting this vehicle that God uses to to work on this plane of existence. My body is a miracle and I'm going to treat it that way. I don't smoke, never have. I don't drink, haven't drank in 30 plus years. 30, yeah, 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 about 30 years. Something like that, around 30 years now. Wow, that's a long time. Uh, so obviously I was drinking when I wasn't supposed to, <laughs> that's a note for another day. Um, never done drug. Why? I was, my body is the temple of the living God. The temple. Now, and when you walk into someplace holy, you don't treat it any kind of way. My body is holy and so is yours. Don't treat it any kind of way. And don't let anybody else treat it. You, if you had something you consider sacred, you wouldn't let people just throw trash in it, treat it any kind of way, put their feet up on it. Treat your body and make sure other people treat your body like the temple of God that it is. Number seven, meditate to stay in conscious contact with your source, which always respects you. You got to keep your spiritual work up. Download some apps. Um, one of the apps that I like is a uh, Kelly House app, BrainSync. I'm not plugging her. I'm not getting any money for plugging her. I like that app. There's some other apps that I use. I'm not popping up in my mind right now. They have just a little quick meditations. You don't have to. It don't have to be long. Find something that you can listen to. I'm going to be creating some um, meditation meditations with music. I've already talked to somebody about it. Because I want to make sure that, you know, when my book drops and I have other things that I want to bring out and and the book is coming, it's still coming this year. Um, I want to make sure that I have supplemental material for people to be able to utilize. Number eight, make amends with adversaries. Now, make amends does not mean that you have to have people back in your life. Make amends is in your mind. Free yourself. Free yourself. Doesn't mean you have to go get in somebody else's life or be in their space or allow people in your space. As Susan Taylor used to say, everyone's not healthy enough to have a front row seat in your life. But you can free yourself mentally and emotionally from the energy that's binding you based upon that situation. That's what forgiveness work is for. Remember what Gerald Jampolsky once wrote. Forgiveness means giving up all hopes for a better path. Release it. Let it go. Forgiveness is not reconciliation, but forgiveness is freedom. Freedom is the liquid plumber of the soul. When you do the work, you free yourself. Forgiveness is the quickest way to spiritual growth, in my opinion. And step nine, always be remember the self and self-respect, all right? Remember to always respect you first, all right? Yes, other people's opinions matter, but you can't allow people to devalue you. All right. 
If you mess up, own up to your mess up and seek to correct it. Get it right. But don't let yourself wallow in misery because you messed up. Get back into action. This is why in the Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, they have a step on this. If you messed up something, go apologize. Reconcile it if you can. And if you can't reconcile it and you can't fix it, at least you've taken the emotional steps necessary to make it right. I remember talking to a person I knew and they said a person, uh, she said an ex-boyfriend called her and apologized for past behavior. He was going through Alcoholics Anonymous and wanted to reconcile and apologize for his behavior that was somewhat driven by his need to drink. And when he didn't have his drink, again, if you can fix it, fix it. If not, make sure you release it in consciousness and respect yourself. Respect yourself and make sure that you're not letting anyone else disrespect you. You shouldn't allow anybody to talk to you any kind of way or treat you any kind of way. That's disrespect. And if you allow other people to do that to you, you're telling universal law, give me more of it. Step 10, be in a state of gratitude. He wrote, say, thank you, God, for everything. Thank you, God, for everything. Literally those words, thank you, God, for everything. Well, I don't want everything. Thank you, God, for everything. Thank you, God. And sometimes it's just thank you, God, for a right mind. Thank you, God, for a body that works. Thank you, God. For home, thank you, God, for means of transportation, whether it's a car, the bus, train, a plane, or bike, or the legs that you use. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for food. Thank you, God, for this technology that allows me to get to learn about my spiritual nature and wholeness. Thank you, God, for financial resources. Thank you, God, for the job. Or thank you, God, if it's the social security, whatever the means of, 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 uh, governmental support that you might need in this moment to reboot yourself. Thank you, God, for the lessons. Thank you, God, even for the hard lessons, because I got them. Thank you, God, for everything. So as you work with your consciousness, you'll do what you need to do. So as I close this session, again, I want to remind you to sign up for my Johnny Coleman Institute class, the Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. I also want you to make sure that you save, go to uh, mindbodyspirit.fm, find my page, save my page on your phone or your computer or your tablet, and then go back once a day for like 90 days and just open it just once. That's all I'm asking. I want to push being on uh, mindbodyspirit.fm up to number one. All right. We have a message. I I believe that this podcast, when I say we, I mean we who have created this collective consciousness and community called Truth Transforms. I'm just a teacher of it. I believe that the message is powerful enough to be able to help change the world for the better. So help me get the message out. If you listen to a lesson and it hits your soul, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Twitter, share it on your Snapchat. Um, You don't have to be heavy handed with it. Just share it. If a person, give the person the choice of listening to it or not. All I'm asking for you to do is share it. If you share it, we can, God can take care of the rest. 
because if I believe if they listen to it, they'll get something out of it. So that's one other request I do have that you go to the mind, body, spirit, or if you listen to it on one of the podcast apps, text it out or post it on your social media. You can text it to people you think are receptive, but your social media is just putting it out in the world and letting it lay. People who want to listen to it will listen to it. I also want to remind you that I, I'm still teaching once a week on uh, the church's Facebook page. We do noonday lessons Monday through Friday. Normally, I do Friday unless one of the people asks me to switch or I need them to switch. So make sure that you catch the lessons that I've been doing on Fridays. Or the other teachers, uh, Gavin Jackson, uh, Blanche Wilson, or Reverend Valerie McGee, who've been teaching on the church's Facebook page Monday through Friday. Make sure you check that out. And Reverend Wells' Temple Talks on Friday, on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. So all of these on the church's Facebook page. So all this stuff is out here. It's there for you. Uh, Christ Universal Temple is in the midst of a new series titled The Dream Series, which is how do you achieve your dreams. So you want to make sure that you're in tune on our Facebook page or our YouTube page, CU Temple. YouTube, if you have a smart TV, you can watch the service on Sunday mornings, 1030 a.m. Central Time on your smart TV and get that blessing. You could be at church, just like being at church with us. So, hey, the good is here for you. Let's do something about it. God bless you. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off. So just stay tuned. So if you come back next week or the week after, like, hey, where, where's my show? I got a lot of moving pieces right now. So I'm just going to take a couple of weeks off and I'll be back rocking and rolling um very soon so you'll by at best miss a couple of weeks so go back and listen to whatever you need to listen to and if you want a recommendation about what you need to go back and listen to i would highly recommend that you go back and listen to the series lessons in truth which i did probably eight years ago or so now go back and listen to them chapter by chapter god bless you and enjoy the rest of your day Take care. Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.